This episode of Your Catholic Life is brought to you by Iowa Catholic Radio, connecting listeners with Christ. IowaCatholicRadio.com, and now broadcasting on the free Iowa Catholic Radio app. Welcome in, everyone, to Your Catholic Life, a podcast for Catholics by Catholics, helping you grow in your faith. I'm John Leonetti, your host. About a week and a half ago, we celebrated the baptism of our Lord, an interesting feast, to say the least, and one that has caused many people to ask, why? Why was Jesus Christ, the sinless Son of God, baptized? And does his baptism differ from the baptism we've received? I had the opportunity to speak with the Bishop of Gary, Indiana last week on my morning show, Bishop Donald Hine, on an article he wrote that I found fascinating, answering these questions and more on the baptism of our Lord. And I wanted nothing more than to share it with you on this podcast. So here it is, friends, my interview with Bishop Donald Hine. Hello, Bishop. Uh, Good morning. How are you? I'm doing just fine. Thanks for being on the show this morning. How long have you been a bishop? I've been a bishop. It'll be six years in July. I'm from Milwaukee, and I was auxiliary bishop there until the end of 14, when uh, God and the Pope sent me here. Well, I, I was so excited to have you on, because this this article uh, on the meaning of Jesus' baptism, I thought was just perfect. I learned a ton in this, and, and many stuff, a lot of stuff that I haven't known before. I've heard some of the, you know, the routine answers, right? Jesus is baptized to kind of give us an example and things like this, but you really explore this a lot deeper here. So let me ask you, why was Jesus baptized? Yeah, I would say a number of things. One, it certainly reveals his identity as Messiah. So all of the Gospels are clear that at the moment of his baptism, he's anointed in the Holy Spirit. Uh, There's a voice from heaven revealing Jesus as the beloved Son. Uh, There's a dove. So it's really the inauguration of Jesus' public ministry, and it's the revelation of his identity both as Son of God and as Messiah. Um, Epiphany is actually an older feast than Christmas in terms of church history. And the three events wrapped around Epiphany were the visit of the Magi, the baptism of Jesus, and the miracle at Cana. And the idea was that all three of those events are an unveiling, uh, a manifestation, an apocalypse of of Jesus' identity, uh, ministry, and presence in the world, and, and his divine power. So that's one thing. The other, and Pope Benedict uh, the 16th explores this profoundly, I think, in his book, Jesus of Nazareth. He talks about um, John's baptism being a baptism of repentance for sinners. And you certainly see that as these hordes of people go out to uh, the Jordan River to be baptized by John. Jesus is obviously sinless, and yet in um, submitting, humbling himself to this baptism of repentance, he's identifying with our sin and even our death. Mm. And Benedict uh, makes the point that a lot of early icons of Jesus' baptism represent the water almost as a tomb, Mm. so that Jesus goes down into the waters of death, so it becomes a prefigurement of the Paschal mystery, just as Jesus will descend to death on the cross, go to the abode of the dead, and then rise. It's already a foreshadowing of of what's to come. That's what surprised me the most that um, you put in here, really quoting uh, Benedict the Sixteenth, when you say it was a complete identification with sinners. I just I've never heard that before. Yeah, because when you think about it, why would Jesus need to be baptized? Hmm. You know, so it's he wasn't just going 
through the motions or, you know, thought it was a nice thing to do. It's, it's a profound identification with us um, precisely in our sin. I'm always struck, I think it's in Second Corinthians, Paul says, he who knew no sin was made sin for us. Hmm. So that without ever having sinned himself, Jesus freely embraces the consequence of our sin, which is death. And by embracing it from inside of it, you know, conquers its power and transforms it into life and salvation. Bishop Donald Hine is my guest. He's the Bishop of Gary, Indiana. On his article, What is the Meaning of Jesus' Baptism, published by our Sunday Visitor. I'll give you the link here in just a little bit. And you, you really talk about the divine condescension uh, you have here, and you say this, In this downward descent, this complete identification with sinners, we grasp the radical humility of Jesus. He is the one who empties himself, not clinging to his equality with God, but becoming a slave for the sake of our salvation. That's beautiful right there. Um, let me ask you this. What's the difference, then? Uh, how does the baptism of Jesus differ from the baptism we receive today? Yes, so our baptism, then, is, is a full immersion into Christ. I think one could say Christ's baptism was a full immersion into our sinfulness and our humanity, but also revelation of his identity as, as Son of God. But our baptism is almost the converse. It's our being washed of sin and us being fully immersed into Christ. And I think something we often forget with baptism, it also makes us adopted children of the Father. Mm. So that who Jesus is by nature, namely the Son, he freely shares with us. So Jesus doesn't even withhold his own relationship with the Father from us, you know, as a possession that he kind of jealously guards. He, He freely shares that with us. So in baptism, we step into the very life of the Trinity, and we would say that through sanctifying grace, that Trinitarian life comes to live within us. And I think that's something we don't catechize often enough about. You know, I, I'll ask people when I'm giving a talk, what's sanctifying grace? And almost nobody knows. Yeah. You know, and it's simple. It's, just, it's the life of God within us, you know, made manifest in the sacraments, beginning in baptism. I think it's so important to get to the theology of this. And, you know... Let me make a connection here. In, in radio, I was given probably the best piece of advice I've ever been given in my life just a, a few years ago. And uh, the person said, and this person's just kind of a, a phenomenal host, and they said, John, just be interesting. And I was thinking to myself, that's, that's great right there, just that, perfect advice for radio. This stuff, when we can get really deep into the theology of it, I think people are thirsting for this, Bishop. What do you think about it? I mean, it's interesting. It really, it really piques the interest of the people. No, it is. And, I mean, Catholicism I always likened to a 5,000-room palace, you know, and maybe in my lifetime I'm going to get into 23 rooms yeah. because it's so profound and rich. I think the secret is how do we lead people to even see the immensity of the mystery and the depths of what we all need to learn about the faith. But, no, Catholic Church, Catholic faith is, is remarkably rich and deep, and we can never plumb its depths because we can never plumb the depths of Christ. Uh, ordained a priesthood at the Archdiocese of Milwaukee in 1989. Been a priest for a little while then. Everything you thought it would be? And then some, uh, yeah. Okay. I mean, I always knew priesthood was going to be great when I was in the seminary. It's 10,000 times better than that. Really? Oh, yeah. What do you enjoy most about about being a priest, about being a bishop? I, um, just being a priest, I'd say celebrating the sacraments, preaching. I mean, you get to be with people in the most profound joyful, sorrowful moments of life, and to say things that are touching on eternity. You know, to talk about God, salvation, 
mercy, Jesus Christ, the, the gospel, why we're here, where we're going. I mean, who gets that? I mean, that's prime time. Yeah, and it's... How many people get to do that? As a bishop, I think it's just um, being able to, you know, hopefully, you know, just lead many people to the Lord on a, on a bigger... I, I see the diocese as kind of just a bigger parish. I want to end with this, and you say this in the last paragraph of it. You say, we spend time and energy seeking a lost object to the extent that we value it. Uh, I will spend much more time looking for my wallet or cell phone than I will a misplaced magazine. How infinitely valuable we must be to the Lord God that he sent his own son to seek and to save us in the valley of death. God really being sent, uh, his son being sent to save us, to like we do uh, those important things in our life. We're, we're valued to our God. Yeah, amen. amen. Beyond our ability to even understand. And if people could see that, I think everything in the world would become right. You know, if we just saw the infinite value of every person, including ourselves. You can find the article on Our Sunday Visitor. Just just Google Our Sunday Visitor, Bishop Donald Hying, H-Y-I-N-G, uh, and this article will come up. It's very, very good. Take it into prayer with you, friend. If you've got a holy hour or something like that, this would be one of those that could move you a little bit deeper in your prayer life. Bishop, thank you so much for your time this morning. Oh, thank you. Please call again. So there you have it, friends, the baptism of our Lord. Big thanks to Bishop Donald Hying for taking the time to speak with me and you. These guys are busy. Really appreciate it. And again, please check out that article published by Our Sunday Visitor entitled, What is the Meaning of Jesus' Baptism? Friends, make sure to share this and other episodes of Your Catholic Life on Facebook and Twitter, inviting your friends to take part in the show. Visit our website, yourcatholiclifepodcast.com as well. Thanks for tuning in today. I'm John Linetti signing off here on Your Catholic Life. Remember, the only way to happiness is by holiness. Be confident in Christ's mercy and his love today.